don't think it can happen to you. To the hit and run chase in California, a motorcycle rider witnessing a driver slam into several cars and then speeding away. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. Tonight about the man suspected of killing a woman in a hit and run and his plan to evade justice. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video. And now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. All right, welcome. Welcome to another show of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. And if you want to listen to any of the shows, you got all these different platforms you can go to. You can get it on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. And uh, a lot of props to a lot of people out there. Uh, it's been, uh, since this is the second show, actually, since my hiatus of 48 days or so, maybe 49 days, and a lot of people are glad that I'm back. People are starting to follow me again. Um, a lot of people were curious, am I okay now? I, I'm okay. Let's just say I'm okay. I'm cautious about things that are happening when something like this happens to somebody. Obviously, um, I'm at work now. I, I, I go back to work. I just now am starting to have the energy and everything that I'm supposed to have. My smell and my taste is coming back. So I'm feeling good about that. Um, honestly, to tell you the truth, I think I'm going to be okay. But I'm very cautious. I'm very guarded at people around me now. Um, just talking to people, whether... They're masked or not. I am. That's the bottom line. I am. It, I was before, and I'm still that way. And I have a can of Lysol with me everywhere I go. All right. Enough said about that. Uh, again, uh, thanks to everyone who has welcomed me back into the worlds of podcast. I appreciate that. Uh, I enjoy doing these podcast shows. I did get burnt out over the last couple of weeks. Now I'm going to go ahead and try to reach out to some people as guests. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do that soon. Uh, there's a lady that I've been trying to talk to for a long time up in Canada. I had her on my podcast show before. She wrote a book about how to survive in a crash, surviving a crash. I've been trying to get her on for the longest time. And I was going to have her on a couple of weeks ago, but then what happened to me happened to me. And so 
And she didn't even know it happened. And eventually I got around to letting her know. And so I'm going to hope in the month of October is my goal to get her on. And honestly, to tell you the truth, uh, I did not let her know this, but I think that in a way, this should be a three or four part series podcast show. That's how good the book is. That is how good the book is. I will reach on out to her. Dawn, I will reach out to you in the next couple of days. I know you listen to the podcast show from time to time. I think with the book that you've written, it can actually be a series of half hour, three or four shows because it has got a lot of information in, a lot of information that some I didn't do during my after my crash. Some stuff I did, but for the most part, I was totally shocked, and I want to thank you for that. All right, so we have a lot to talk about. So, Don, I'll reach out to you in a short period of time. Um, honestly, to tell you the truth, lots to go over, but I would have to venture to say if we were going to do something right now, it is something that I probably need to do. We haven't done this for a while, uh, and it's good. I'm going to change up the show just a little bit. I know that I don't have a producer now, so uh, I'm kind of handling the business myself. So if I make a mistake, I'm just going to roll with it. But in the meantime, let's get down to this. And now it's time for the top story from the previous show. All right, it's time for the top story from the previous show. And it comes from CBS 13. And I appreciate them again for allowing me to use the sound. This is a story that we talked about last week and how California has this great, and California does some crazy stuff sometimes. Some stuff is good, but 99% of the time, it's whack. It's just lunacy. But then again, as California goes, so do the other states. And that's why I'm thinking this is not a good idea. But if you remember last week, I think it was the third story that we did. It talked about jaywalking. and this. Again, here from CBS 13, I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound, and here we go. Now to this, justifying jaywalking, it's a controversial crime that many people just simply ignore. But now California could soon make it legal to cross outside of a crosswalk. CBS 13's Laura Hayfley is live in downtown Sacramento with why lawmakers say current jaywalking laws are unfair. Laura. Well, sometimes these downtown streets are packed with cars and other times there's not a vehicle in sight. But now some say police shouldn't be giving out tickets to people who cross here when no traffic is coming. Jaywalking, it's a crime many people admit doing. Of course, who hasn't? <laughs> I actually got stopped for jaywalking. I didn't even know what it was. If you don't get caught, you're doing it. <laughs> now California state lawmakers have voted to legalize crossing the street mid-block if no cars are around. It's quite a common occurrence. The bill's author, Assemblymember Phil Ting, says jaywalking tickets have become a way for police to unfairly target minorities. People who are getting cited are disproportionately African-American. We have the example of Mandy Kane, who in Sacramento was crossing the street. Uh, law enforcement chased this individual down and they started beating him. The bill is supported by pedestrian safety groups, including Walk Sacramento. If there aren't any crosswalks or there's not an easy place to cross, 
They don't think that individual should be cited. But the debate comes at a time when fatal pedestrian accidents are on the rise. So far this year, 16 pedestrians have been killed on Sacramento streets. That's more than all of 2020 when 15 people died and 2019 when 13 were killed. Investigators say pedestrians are at a fault more than 75% of the time. Some people fear the change won't be safe. I don't think it should be legal because uh, <clears throat> the drivers have to be aware, you know, of people darting out in the street. But others say penalizing pedestrians on an empty street is wrong. I feel like it's probably okay as long as there's no cars coming. Everybody should have the option of doing what they need to do as long as they're being responsible. It's safe if nobody's around. Be safe, but make it legal. The bill has now been sent to Governor Newsom's desk, and if signed, it would take effect next January 1st. Very interesting. Thanks, Laura. That was the top story from the previous show. And again, that was the top story from the previous show, and I want to thank CBS 13 for allowing me to use the sound here on my show, DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I got to tell you, I disagree with almost everyone in there. You want to take responsibility. Don't cross the street where you're not supposed to. Because what happens if the driver who is texting and driving, by the way, who should not be texting and driving, ends up crashing into you because you're too slow to cross the street fast enough. And then now you, so there's a possible hit and run. Uh, you could be injured. You could be killed at the worst. And then what? Now your family's going to be upset. They want this person prosecuted. The cops want to put these guys in jail. But yet you're the one who crossed the street where you shouldn't have. I see this as a slippery slope and things are going to happen in a way that it would be unimaginable. You're talking lawsuits up and down the chain. And from state to state, if it gets approved, here in California, if they approve it, I can guarantee you, and how many times have I talked about people getting hurt, hit and runs? Heck, people can't even ride their bike along the side of the road where they're in a bike path on the side of the road where it's clearly marked without getting hit by somebody driving a car. What makes you think that you're going to be able to cross the street? Sure, I hear it. One, two o'clock in the morning, nobody's driving down the road. You want to cross the street. You get into a habit of that. You just randomly like look up and just, oh, I'm going to dart across the street. Something bad is going to happen. I just feel it. I feel it in my bones because I've seen it already. It's happening already, and I don't like it. Again, that's the uh, my version of it. Uh, again, this is the uh, that was a top story from a previous show. But in deep down inside, we have to take a look at that because honestly, I disagree with everyone in there, even if they say cross the street and be safe. Not good. All right, when we come back, a story from Seattle. A teenager, 15, hmm, she pleaded not guilty for something. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. 
but when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Again, I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. Get the show on any platform, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB, and you can get that. Not only this show, you can get all the archive shows that I've done in the past seven years. Now, here's a story that comes out of Seattle, and... King 5 News in Seattle is where the story came from, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But a teenager who killed a jogger faced a judge the other day. She's 15 years old. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I didn't know 15-year-olds can even get behind the wheel. But I guess some states, maybe it's legal. I don't know what happened. Uh, But she pleaded not guilty to hit and run and murder from a crash from last July. The family of the 15-year-old tried once the family of the 15-year-old or the 15-year-old that ended up killing the man their family wants her to be treated as an adult. The family of the 15-year-old thinks it's not a good deal. Then why were you behind the wheel? Why were you behind the wheel? Is that something that happens in Seattle? I need somebody from Seattle to let me know. What is the driving age? I guess I can Google that. I'm going to Google that in the next commercial break or something. But here's a story again from Five, I'm sorry, King Five News. All right, that's my first mistake since I've gotten back, and I appreciate that. Here it is right now, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Well, the teenager accused of hitting a Maple Valley jogger with her car and killing him appeared before a judge this afternoon. And while today's hearing was procedural, it served an important purpose for the family that man leaves behind. King 5 Sebastian Robertson joins us live from the Family Justice Center in Seattle. Sebastian. Well, we're not identifying the teenager because she's 15 years old and a minor. The judge also asking us not to show her face. And today in court, she pleaded not guilty to two charges one of hit and run, the other of second-degree murder. At 15 years old, 
This teenager is now charged in the death of 53-year-old Gregory Moore last July in Maple Valley, accused of hitting him with her car and leaving him for dead. I just wanted to see her face. I had seen a picture of her, uh, but I had not seen her in person. So that was important to me. That was important to my family. Moore's widow, Michelle Moore, attended Wednesday's hearing in person. She wants the teenager tried as an adult. She fears that under current state law, even the harshest sentence would expire by the time the minor turns 21. I'm, I'm feeling like she's likely to get away with murder. I mean, if she, if she serves, you know, less than six years, that's getting away with it in my book. According to charging documents, the 15-year-old was turned into police by a family member. That family member telling investigators the plan was only to scare the man and not kill him. In a statement, prosecutors say the decision to try the teen as an adult is up to a juvenile court judge. They add that the facts of the case, as they see them, do not warrant a first-degree murder charge. Moore's family disagrees. This isn't a mistake. This was... This was murder with a vehicle. Moore is now on a mission to convince the courts otherwise. This, as she mourns the loss of her husband of 30 years. And that frustration coming ahead of sentencing. This teenager has yet to be convicted of anything, let alone sentenced. She will, though, remain in jail until the next court date in October. In Seattle, Sebastian Robertson, King 5 News. All right, and again, that story came from King 5 News, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use that. And they're out of Seattle, and I appreciate that. Here's another story. Well, first off, let me, before I go on any further, I got to tell you that 15 years old behind the wheel, you are considered to me, in my mind, an adult. If you are able to get a license and drive at the age of 15, I want to turn it back on you guys just a little bit. You should be charged as an adult. And not only that, did you hear in a story where they indicated that Oh, a family member turned her in, which is good. I appreciate that. But the problem is, is that they said it was they were trying to scare him. So were they like riding up against, like trying to get behind him and pull away, pull behind him again? Are they playing chicken with the guy on the road? What was going on? And if you were trying to scare him, how did it end? In, how did it end up so tragic? He lost his life. Think about that. She lost her husband of 30-some years. Nah, not very good story here. I think they should throw the book at her. That's just my opinion. Here's a story again, another hit and run. While a dad was riding his bike to work, and he looks forward to going to work because this is what working two jobs helped pay for his kids to go to college. And now... That's all taken away. And this story comes from Fox 32 out of Chicago, Fox 32 News, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. You say that driver needs to come forward. A deadly hit and run in Glenview. The victim here, a 59-year-old who was out for a bike ride early this morning. Nate Rogers spoke with Glenview residents who knew the victim. He joins us now. Nate? 
right, Natalie and Tia, the Vigil's family declined our request um, for an in-person interview, but they did speak to me via text and in through the window of their home. They told me so many amazing things about their father, the fact that he'd worked two jobs just so all four of his children could go to college. Their father was on his way to work this morning on his bicycle, but he never arrived. I just can't believe it. It's so sad. I can't believe it. Longtime neighbors, a wife and four children in pure disbelief tonight. 59-year-old Trinidad Salgado now dead after a hit and run. I want to say that driver needs to come forward. Just a horrific scene. Uh, what looks like it used to be an electric bike or something and uh, debris scattered all over. Salgado was struck riding his bike around 3 a.m. Saturday here in Glenview near Sanders Road and South Parkway Drive. When police arrived, they found Salgado's hat, his shoes, and bike scattered across the road. According to the police report, no vehicle was found at the scene. The father of four died at Lutheran General Hospital. Well, this is devastating. Someone, someone was killed. I was about to cry this morning, uh, I mean, after I figured this out. They use this as a drag strip all the time. You know, people drive way too fast at nighttime. Police are now asking for the driver to come forward. Not a lot of information about the investigation released so far. Salgado is being celebrated tonight as a devout husband, hard worker, and the best neighbor on the block. A family man. His house is beautiful. He helped the neighbors. 59-year-old Trinidad Salgado being remembered tonight as a devout family man, one who loved cooking, and he took care of everybody's garden on their block. If you know anything about this case, about the driver involved, please give Glenview Police a call. We're live in downtown. Nate Rogers, Fox 32, Chicago. So tragic. All right, thanks so much, Nate. All right, again, that story came from Fox 2, Fox 32 News. He called it Fox 32, Chicago. I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. I got to tell you, though, I have to really tell you that things like this bother me and where they say the police want you to turn yourselves in. They're not going to turn themselves in. They're not going to be that crazy where they decide. I mean, you might have one or two that has a guilty conscience, but you're not going to have somebody go up there and turn themselves in because they already know what the, uh, what, what the situation will be and... Honestly, to tell you the truth, they're not going to do it. All right, again, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. All right, when we come back, okay, when we come back, a year in the making, I guess it will be, a year anniversary where a grandmother died. We're going to get into that story when we come back. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. 
Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And, of course, now this podcast show, you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and, of course, on Facebook, DistractedDB. You can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. So our Pomona grandmothers, friends, family want to change the local street traffic DUI laws. One year anniversary from her death. These guys are trying to change it. A lot of people are trying to change laws. And here's the story. Family and friends of a grandmother gathered in Pomona to commemorate, to, uh, to I guess, celebrate. I can't say that word. <laughs> uh, to celebrate the one-year anniversary death of the grandmother. Okay? And they're trying to change the laws about the DUIs. Here's a story from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Rick and Sandra, Sandra, neighbors tell me that people are constantly just speeding around this neighborhood, and it's not the first time that a car has actually slammed into a home, but it is the first time that someone lost their life. And today, her sisters are not only trying to raise awareness, but create change. A year later, a brick wall has been built and the home has been repaired, but their hearts are still broken. We miss her so much. On this tragic anniversary, Yolanda Bozanay's family says they're trying to find the strength to move on and remember the good times. She just was our rock. She was our joy. Yolanda was killed while she was asleep in her bedroom by a drunk driver slamming into her home leaving behind her two children, grandchildren, sisters, and her husband. You can't describe the pain, our pain. I can't describe her husband's pain that is devastated to the core. His life has stopped. She died before her 60th birthday, and her family wants everyone to know what drinking and driving took from them. I don't think anybody will ever, unless it's done to them, the magnitude that this has impacted our family because one person chose to drink and drive and crash into and killed my sister. It wasn't an accident. He killed our sister. While advocating for stricter sentencing, more stop signs and speed bumps, Yolanda's sisters hope by sharing their story, it will help save lives to think twice before getting behind the wheel drunk. For us, we're her voice. 
because she no longer has a voice. And for that, I'm not gonna keep my voice quiet. Since Yolanda's death, the city has actually helped the family put up this brick wall to further protect them from this ever happening again. As for the suspect, he was convicted and also is serving a six-year sentence. Live here in Pomona, Jennifer McGraw, KTLA 5 News. All right, and again, that story came from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. And I know my heart goes on and out to this family, losing a sister. And like she said, hey, I'm the voice. We're the voice for the sister because she has no voice now because she was actually killed. It wasn't an accident. DUIs, getting behind the wheel is not an accident. I don't care what anybody says because they know better. You've seen the commercials, Mad Post commercials all the time. They have billboards. They have all sorts of stuff. And if you don't know what Mad is, it's Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Think about that for a little bit before you get behind the wheel. My heart goes on out to this family, and I think each and every one of you should raise your hands and say enough is enough, because quite honestly, I would have to say enough is enough, and I know I've had enough. And with the distracted driving, the crazy driving up and down the roads, the DUIs, the hit and runs, and the jaywalking, don't be a jaywalker, because if something happens to you, I don't think your family should sue or anything. You cross in a crosswalk, that's the safest place to be because these crazy drivers will not, will not pay attention because they're on their damn cell phones and stuff. Again, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Until the next show, please be safe. Don't be a DUI driver. And don't be a jaywalker either.